You're listening to The Plug with Neil Griffith. Hello everybody, welcome to The Plug Podcast with me, Neil Griffiths. Thank you for listening to this week's very, very special episode. If you're a regular listener, welcome back, my friend. If this is your first time listening, how dare you, but welcome to the show. It's great to have you. As always, before we get started, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and follow the podcast wherever you're listening to this episode from. And be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at theplug.podcast. This week's guest is special for many reasons, not the least of which is that we can say for the very first time that we have an Academy Award-winning actor on The Plug Podcast. Joining me on this week's episode is US musician and actor, Jared Leto. It's the end of the world, but it's a beautiful day is the sixth studio album from 30 Seconds to Mars, which is out right now, and Jared came on the podcast to talk all about it. Now, Jared is a very busy man, so I was lucky to sit down with him for a little bit to talk about the band's first album since 2018's America, and why this will yet again surprise both critics and fans. As well as talking about the album, Jared and I also spoke about some of 30 Seconds to Mars' past catalogue, and why he was burnt out playing some of their old songs, and the possibility that we might be soon hearing a follow-up to one of their most successful records. I am so excited to share this conversation with you all right now. Without further ado, here is Jared Leto on The Plug Podcast. All right, welcoming to The Plug Podcast, I am beyond stoked to welcome 30 Seconds to Mars legend, Jared Leto. Jared, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate it. It's nice to be here with you. And uh, uh, um, I don't know what time of day it is. What is it? Evening? Morning? It is in Sydney. It is quarter past eight in the morning. Oh, wow. Good morning, bro. Good morning. Yeah. How are we feeling, man? As we're recording this, so we're going to release this either the day of or day before the album release, but we're recording this exactly six days beforehand. Six days to go. How are you feeling, man? Wow. Um, six days to go. Uh, I think you always want a little bit more time to get things done. You know, there are a lot of things that, um, a lot of things that are just, uh, you got to push across the finish line. And of course, you know, you want to, there's so many things you want to do. You don't get to some things and we've been working on the album for years and years. Uh, and then, you know, the release period kind of winds up pretty quickly and it kind of, it jumps out at you, but, uh, we're excited about it. It's, um, you know, six days away and it's been six years since we, uh, put it, put in an album, I guess, five years, technically this year mm-hmm. to be six years since we've been on tour next year. So, uh, it's a long time. The world's changed. We've changed, and uh, we're excited about this new chapter. I've I've been listening to the album on on repeat for the last twenty four hours. My neighbors are probably not happy with me, um, but I do want to ask, man, because in my opinion, this is probably the most uplifting album that Thirty Seconds has ever done. Obviously, this kind of was born out of COVID, and and you and Shannon, you know, being in a position where you couldn't really continue on with whatever you're doing with your life. So you were stuck here, but it's really ironic that in that you've made one of the most positive albums yet. And I saw a quote you said recently that, you know, this album does have darker themes, but you don't always have to get caught in the rain. That quote, I think sums up this album perfectly. 
I appreciate it. And yeah, we do have those uh, other songs that we play live and, you know, we're going to keep playing those. Actually, we've play, been playing a lot of songs, a lot of older songs uh, at recent shows, and it's been a lot of fun. We've come full circle where there was a period of time where we may have been burnt out on playing certain songs. Uh, and now we've just, uh, we're starting to enjoy playing some of those older songs again. And we always have them. Um, you know, this album is a new, uh, it's a new period for us. It's a new era. We feel like a brand new band, like we're, we're at the start uh, again. And that's an exciting place to be. Um, mm. I think it'll surprise a lot of people, but there are, you know, it's still 30 seconds to Mars. If you listen to songs like Seven to One or Avalanche, you can still feel that spirit that was even there in the first album. Um, so uh, I think there's something for everybody on this one. Yeah, I mean, that's a perfect segue to what I was going to ask. I think 30 Seconds are a band right now that I can listen to any song and know what album that was on because you guys change it up and do things so differently. You know, a song like Hurricane from This Is War sounds nothing like from yesterday or a song like Stuck sounds nothing like City of Angels. And I think you did an interview with Zane Lowe recently. I'm going to give a shout out to, to Zane because he summed it up best. You guys don't seem phased by what fans want or what critics want. You know what sound you're going for and you go for it regardless of expectation. And I know you said like that's that's the bravest thing you can do. Why was it the bravest thing you can do with this album in particular? Well, I think it would be quite easy for us to go make a really esoteric album, something that is dark and, you know, mysterious and, uh, and indulgent. That would be, and maybe we'll do that uh, next time. Uh, there are a lot of things out there we'd love to explore, but I, I think one of the bravest things for us to do would make was, was to kind of make an album that where we put our hearts on our sleeves, where we kind of, opened uh our our hand and uh and kept things as simple and vulnerable and intimate and immediate as possible uh and that's what we did with this album it's the end of the world but it's a beautiful day um and you know this is the album we wanted to make nobody put a gun to our head and say hey, this is what you got to do we made this album because we wanted to make this album and we're excited about it. We're excited about the decisiveness of the songs. We're excited about the the uh, uh, the variety of songs that are on the record. We're excited about um, uh, the minimalism, the simplicity that's there. Uh, and we feel like it's going to add to a set list that is uh, a lot of fun to play. Yeah, some of those songs. I mean, you mentioned Avalanche kind of has hints of earlier 30 seconds there. But then a song like Never Not Love You, which is this crazy ballad that comes out of nowhere and smacks you in the face. And then a song like Midnight Prayer. Midnight Prayer, is that you singing? No, it's my brother. I knew it. Everyone was like, no, that's yeah. definitely Jared. I'm like, that can't be Jared. No, no. You know, he sang a little acoustic song on the last album and it went yeah. over so well with our audience. Uh he would sing it every night on tour and the whole arena would be singing back to him. And uh, I just said, you got to do another one. Uh, yeah. So this, this is his second. Uh, pretty soon I'll be playing drums in his band. <laughs> Was he happy to do that? Or did you need to push him yeah. a little bit? Well, I did encourage him, uh, but he's been doing a lot of producing for this album. He's been doing a lot of the music um, and, and really growing as a writer. 
as well, which is great for me. It's great to share some of that work uh, with them. Um, but but yeah, it's it's nice to have uh, that contribution from him. He's really kicking ass. And, and going back to what you were talking about, you know, um, being brave and trying new things and this album being so uplifting. Do you think if it wasn't for the pandemic, this album would exist, you know, going, let's say if the, if the pandemic never happened, were you and Shannon always planning to, to get back in the studio for a new 30 seconds album? Or was it because of the situation that you really couldn't go anywhere? So you thought, let's just start writing. No, we would have written an album no matter what, but that, 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 that the pandemic did give us an opportunity to start working on an album and be really focused on it and kind of get ahead of the game a little bit. Uh, we, we wrote a couple hundred songs. We really spent an enormous amount of time uh, during lockdown working on music and sharing music. And uh, uh, it was it was an absolute gift for both of us to have that that simplicity, that freedom. And how important is it for you to to constantly challenge and change things up? Like, is is there ever an external pressure? let's say even looking back at an earlier success, say a song like The Kill, when that does what it does and that blows up on a mainstream level, is there external pressure from people to say, all right, now you just need to make 18 versions of The Kill? You know, we never considered it. I never even tried to write another song like The Kill. I mean, I just moved on to Kings and Queens and Closer to the Edge and from uh, uh, This Is War. Hmm. That, those, that, those were the songs in the next album. We also had Search and Destroy. We had... Night of the Hunter, we had Hurricane. So I think this is war in terms of like a body of work is arguably, um, you know, in some ways maybe stronger than the album that had the kill on it, which was a beautiful lie mm. uh, as a collection of work. Um, and it was a very thematically focused record. Uh, and, uh, but I know I didn't try to focus that. I didn't try to, you know, the kill is also a song that's in a different time signature. You know, some could count it as three, but it's like uh, it's in six, and uh, that's 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 a, that's it's not a common thing for um, for a song like that one. Put it that mm. way. Does it surprise you when people are surprised by the new sound you're coming out with? Because two songs you mentioned right there, "Night of the Hunter" and "Hurricane." there's electro in that there's strong percussion there's a in night of the hunter the you know i remember like some people like weeded out by the french woman who's talking in the background like these were all yeah. things you were experimenting with back in the day this is not new no 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 and when people say that i realize oh they're actually not really hardcore fans mm. they just fans of a few songs yeah, uh, they might know a few songs, but if you really listen to Thirty Seconds of Mars album, you're not surprised at all. There's always been, even from the first album, there was a song called Echelon. There's a song mm. called Oblivion that had tons of electronics, that had tons of melody, no screaming. There was no kind of aggressive guitar hooks. Uh, you know, I mean, that first album had uh, more in common with you know Peter Gabriel than it did with uh, um, you know a heavy metal band, uh, but. But, you know, it, it, it's okay. We still play some of those more aggressive songs live. We actually just started playing Attack again and A Beautiful Lie again. Even A Beautiful Lie, it's not, it's like, it's it's not, doesn't, there's not a guitar riff in that song. There's really, there's guitars, like a wall of guitars, but it's not, it's not riffy in the way that other 
um, music might be. So it's always been a little confusing to me that people haven't heard, uh, don't hear what I hear. Um, uh, but I do think the new album is, there's a little something for everyone. You're playing When We Were Young next month, which really is a big celebration of all these amazing bands from the 2000s. And you mentioned earlier, you know, you used to get a little burnt out playing the old songs, but is it kind of like a cool challenge now to bring those older fans on from the old stuff through this journey to what you're producing now? Yeah, absolutely. And it's cool that so many new uh, people are discovering our old songs as well uh, on, you know, Spotify or Apple Music. It's it's really cool that those songs still have a life, like they're still generating, you know, millions of streams and people are discovering them all the time. Uh, but it's fun to play those old songs now. It's uh, it's nice to go back to that. Um, and we've been enjoying it. I did say that you recently said that you have, I don't know if you were just like thinking out loud, but you were maybe considering doing, doing like a This Is War Part 2 as the band's like definitive final album. Was that you kind of just joking around or is that something that could actually happen? No, I mean, I'm, I'm not big on bringing titles back, but I actually wasn't joking. I kind of want to make this conceptual rock opera or something just kind of just in a just like a loving gentle fuck you uh <laughs> and then you know just kind of drop the mic so to speak because you know i think we're we're, we're 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 you know if there's any one thing that we're good at we're probably good at that thing and it would be nice to flex that muscle one last time uh and to really go quite far with it um and just to see you know what that experience would be like um maybe make an album that's meant to be played like as one long song, one giant, uh, you know, uh, sequenced thing. Um, uh, yeah, that, that I could imagine being quite cool. And I don't know that this is where part two is, it, it, it would be a signifier as well. Like, Hey, this is what this is about. Like, this is, this, this is this territory. Of course it would be something it would be its own thing. Um, but, uh, you know, even This Is War has, you know, a lot of different, like Closer to the Edge, The Night of the Hunter, the This Is War to Kings and Queens. You know, there's a lot of different uh, uh, um, color in there. If it was to be the final album, are we anywhere close to the end of 30 Seconds to Mars? You know, that would be something my brother and I would have to discuss. Um, you know, it would be a big, 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 big conversation. But since we're brothers, we're kind of stuck with each other. It's a little hard to break up. <laughs> Uh, and it's always been me and my brother, you know, there's some people are confused about that as well. Like, mm -hmm. you know, the band's always been him and me stop full stop, you yeah. know? Uh, and, uh, we've had incredible contributors. We've had great musicians, but the core of the band, I mean, no one would ever not tell you it's, it's Shannon and I, yeah. um, and, uh, and it's great to share that with your brother and, 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 and it's great that it's family and, uh, but no, we're 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 not near the end yet. But you never know. I mean, you, something can stop you from touring. Uh, but you know, I gotta say, it'd be great to get down under. It's been a long time. Mm. So I know I'll be when we were young next month. But I'm hoping that there's Australia on the, on the map at least in the next yeah. twelve months. Yeah, we have some ideas. Uh, so we'll see you soon. I hope, brother. Jared, Thanks thank so much, you so much, man. Congratulations on the album. I can't wait for everyone we'll, to hear it. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Thanks, bye. man. Appreciate it. To watch full episodes of The Plug Podcast, 
head over to the official YouTube page at theplug.podcast and hit the subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the video content. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at theplug.podcast for all episode announcers, teasers, and giveaways. Thank you.